2: Good morning.
3: Good afternoon. Sophie's oh. saying good morning because she's so tired. She feels like it's morning because you see she was woken up at 5am today by one of her gorgeous kitty winks. Mm. And I'm going to let Sophie maybe share that story with you because it's actually one of the funniest
2: things I've heard in a long time. I mean, this is a regular recurrence in our family. I don't know about yours, but there's always something strange happening in the night at some point not always but more often than not somebody wakes up and it's a question of bolting from your bed fast asleep to the children's bedroom but what without love, even opening your eyes and preferably not crashing into a wall I love it but so if what I loved the most was the fact that Harry shouted on the top of his lungs "Mummy!" <laughs> I mean at five o'clock this morning I was having a lovely dream about holidays and I don't know what I was dreaming about I was really in a deep sleep to be really shockingly woken by this cry of desperation mommy <laughs> and I literally before even opening my eyes I was out of bed like Gary Lineker oh, launching down it. it's, it's, Gary, it's Gary Lineker even a runner like no <laughs> <Yeah>, Mo- <laughs> Yes. So Gary Gary Lineker going for the big strike, <laughs> right? Like Mo Farah. Um, God, I'm having a real hot flush now. Yes, I can see that. am I like really red.
0: Well, I, I you're think having a one flush.
2: Sip of coffee I and I'm love on fire. It. Well, you look it's on very fire. Very strange. Very strange things are happening to me today. Anyway, so Bolton. We are becoming middle aged, do you know. Like Hussein Bolt. <laughs> that's a better comparison. To Harry's bedroom, where I found him sitting in bed going, oh, Mummy. And I said, What's wrong? Are you okay? Oh my goodness. What's happened? What you, what's going on? And he said, I'm bursting for the loo and I was like it's five o'clock in the morning couldn't you have just got up and gone to the bathroom apparently not because it was dark outside his bedroom and the bathroom which is literally a one second walk out of his bedroom and into the bathroom next door had to be led by me and then back into his bed I said to everybody right that's it back to sleep We are all going to sleep until quarter to seven when my alarm goes off. Because, of course, the whole house was awake. The whole house was woken up, including the dog, the cats, our poor au pair, whose (laughs) regular occurrence is woken up in the middle of the night. He's actually leaving in July. And I said, "Um, do you have any friends who might want to come over? And he went um no
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, that was yeah a one. well no a
2: year he's been with us a whole Are you kidding year you? Has he came a year last lost? july and he's leaving how in did july. that happen i know it goes in oh a flash gosh, and just so. after he you know the, the lovely au pair's become a family member and settle in, and everybody's used to each other it's then time to leave you know, it's very interesting in denmark when you get an au pair they come for two years that would be the really nice. The contract two years because, yeah. you
3: know, it does take about a good year to yeah. really settle in and get to know your family and for yeah. them to get to
2: know you and for you it to kind sense. of be able to sink
3: into each other's routine. So mm. it does make really good sense. But
2: I think for Ivan, he was primarily coming here to learn English. He right. wants to be a sports teacher. Right. And so he came here to do a year serious English course right. and help me out at the same time right so his priority has always been to learn English and um that's the only thing with an au pair compared to a nanny obviously a nanny is much more expensive um but with a nanny you're their priority and with an au pair yes of course you're they, second. they come over
3: to learn something yeah that's helping you between exactly. seven and nine and again between five and seven you know exactly it's, it's like four five hours yeah, yeah. a day
2: right yeah well seven hours in the UK oh really yeah so it's seven till ten so, it's great because um he helps me with the Breakfast. so Harry, well, Harry and Finn go to different schools. So he takes one, I take the other. Oh, really. Um, well, we Does he drive? we part. know well, no, we part on Putney Bridge. It's quite an, it's quite a hilarious scene if you're following us in my mini in the morning. Oh basically, my gosh, Sophie! I, I have
3: got to I, see this. It's like a scene from Four Weddings and a Funeral. And I
2: am militant about leaving every morning no later than quarter to eight. And we've now had to push that up because of the um, Hammersmith Bridge clo- closure. But basically, I'm really the Hammersmith Bridge closed. It's closed. Yeah. Since when? Since about two weeks ago. Why? because it's dangerous and they can't afford to refurbish it. So no, it's and it's not reopening. So Heathrow Airport
3: is now a different car journey. Yes, actually that's oh a good point. Yeah, my yeah, yeah.
2: So traffic around oh. Fulham, Hammersmith, Putney, it's all a nightmare. So basically, what gosh. we do oh is gosh. I, I, we have I have breakfast with the boys in the morning, um, while Evan kindly goes and tidies up, puts everything in the washing machines, and Sweet. and um, makes, the, makes beds. the beds for the boys and helps okay, me get my games to get ready. I have a question for you now, so. Mm-hmm. At what age should children start making Definitely their own beds? Definitely now, but we don't have time in the morning when it's school. At the weekends, they sometimes do if I really force them, but in the mornings, we just don't have that time. We don't. We literally get out of bed, go downstairs, have our breakfast, put our shoes and socks, shoes and coats on, and go outside. What time? Quick do you wake toothbrush. Boys up? I wake the boys up about quarter past seven. And we have to be out of the house. You wouldn't want to wake to them at them. seven. I would give them a little bit more time. I sometimes do if so they've gone they, to sleep so that on they time. Then do have
3: time to get up, put on but their I, uniform, and make their little beds?
2: Oh, I'd love that. But we just, I, I sometimes. Have, Finn's brilliant. He goes to sleep straight away what at seven thirty. Seven thirty. So Finn, seven thirty. They share a room. This is the problem. Oh. So I have to wait for Finn to be asleep. So he gets into his bed at seven, bedtime stories, winding down. Yep. And hopefully he's asleep by 7.30, sometimes at 7.45. I can't put I Harry into the bed. bed. That, no, because otherwise they chat for hours yeah, of course they do, of course they do. and keep each other awake. So it's quite tricky. So our, our plan in the morning is that we leave home now, no later than 20 to 8. Mm-hmm. And I drive all of us to the bus stop. On Putney Bridge, where Finn, Ivan, and Coco, our dog, are flung out Shut of the, the car. Is Coco
3: with you <laughs> yes. in the mini for this morning run? Yes. Oh, I
2: love it! Um, they're all literally flung out because it's such bad traffic, and we're all there. Evan, <laughs> get out the car with Coco and Finn, and that's how my car keys got left in his pocket. That's hysterical. So, so then oh, even... Well, that, guys, that, guys, you've <laughs> got to listen
3: to this, guys, because it was hysterical. Well, you, we did tell this Some story. of you may have heard, yeah. our new listeners, you won't know what we're talking about, and that was one day Sophie arrives here in her car, and um, she can't turn it off because she doesn't have her car key, and she realizes it, that it's because her au pair has gone to school. He left her in the car as it was running with her car key in his pocket.
2: Took One of Finn on the bus. I've ever heard mine my about oh, so life So then they jump on the bus, Finn, Coco, and Ivan. Is Coco allowed on the bus? Yeah, Coco goes on the bus. Every all morning.
3: animals are allowed on buses? Mm-hmm. That's really cool
2: So they all go wow. off to school. Do
3: they need a ticket?
2: No, not the dog. Right. <laughs> so they all go off to school. Ivan drops Finn, then he takes Coco for a walk by Putney River on the way home. So she has a lovely walk. And then he gets home at 10 o'clock, and I've already left for the day. To go and do my things. Obviously, at the weekends, I take Coco, and I do miss running around with Coco yeah. and taking but so her for me, walks. So tell me, so takes her for a walk every morning, Monday to Friday. That's really wonderful. Yeah. And when does when does Coco get her next big walk? She has one walk a day. So then, she, uh, then Coco will come with me um, to pick up Harry from school. Oh, lovely. Mm. So does Coco quite like driving? <laughs> yeah. She just doesn't like being on her own very much. Oh,
3: bless her, Coco. Yeah. She's so, such so a special So this dawn. morning,
2: when we were woken up at 5am by Harry needing a wee... Um, Coco then, of course, also needed a wee. Yeah, right? everybody needed a wee at yeah, that yeah. point, yeah, including yeah. myself.
1: Yeah.
3: <laughs> so, so you haven't quite got so middle-aged yet, Sophie, that you need to pee many times during the night. No, have you? Oh my gosh, up yeah, definitely. Have you? Like at least once. But do you drink a lot twice? of liquid before bed? Well, not exactly
2: before bed, but you know, maybe an hour before bed. I drink liquids yeah. all day long. See, if I have a cup of uh, herbal tea, then I'll have to get up in the night. Whereas if I d- if I have it early enough, if I have it around nine and then go to bed at 11, yeah. it's fine. But if I have it later than that, I'll, I'll have to go to the loo in the night. Yeah, no, I'm I'm like two or three times every single but night. But it's, you know, when no I was what. married, my ex-husband got up four or five times in the night and it used to drive me nuts. So, sorry. sorry no, no, sorry. no,
3: no, I get it. It's a lot of time showing that. So, when I, when yeah. I went and stayed... Um, for the weekend with my gay best friend in Paris. I mean, he was up every hour. Oh, gosh. Yeah. And I thought, gosh, being married (laughs) to you.
2: There's no secrets (laughs)
1: with (laughs) us.
3: That's what keeping it real is all about. So today, Sophie and I are going to do the travel part number two. And we thank you very much for all your wonderful responses. And we have had lots of Brilliant questions, and also a few great pieces of advice mm. that we would love to share with you guys today. So, Good. one of our first questions was regarding sun care sun care mm. for us, but also sun care for our kids. And I have to talk about a couple of uh Danish brands. Um, mm. I don't have to, but I want to simply because they are absolutely wonderful. One company, Trombo, the other company, Rodolf Care. Uh, Both are organic, uh, natural products. It's really important to me that what I put on my skin and what I put on my children's skin is as natural as possible. Because as you all know, the skin is basically the body's largest organ. So everything you put on it will be absorbed. And that's why it's really important to keep it free of a lot of these horrible toxins. So I couldn't recommend Tombo uh, and World Out of Care more highly. Mm-hmm. And from over here, there's a great company called Oxygenetics, um, who do an incredible, um, very moisturizing, hence the name Oxygen, oxygenetics it it's basically a cream that creates a barrier and is able to put a lot of oxygen into your skin through its contents and oxygenetics do a wonderful sps fluid and they also do really lovely uh spf foundations so Mm, that's they would be my three choices
2: okay well i'm just trying to find the Gorgeous um, spray that we used last time on our holiday for the boys. I found something similar, actually. Uh, it's not the exact one that we used, but it's the same sort of concept. Um, I always find with my boys, they hate having sun cream applied. And so I always try and find a cream that has long-lasting protection so I don't have to keep putting it on them. And quite a fine consistency, because if you put cream on... All over them. First of all, they look like a white, um, slippery slug. And second of all, they hate that feeling of having all the cream clogged on them. But you've just reminded
3: me of a product I completely forgot, which we loved. Um... During one of our last uh, sunny holidays, and it was Biotherm a Factor 30 spray. It's It's a mist, and you literally spray it on you, and it doesn't leave any residue. You don't even need to um, even it out. It's fantastic. Yeah, so that's like close their eyes, and you spray front and back. And I do that, and I, I try and do it. Every hour or two. Yeah.
2: If they go in the pool, you'll need to do it more often. But so this is a very similar product. It's called Cooler. It is a bit of investment. Uh, at 36 pounds, which is quite expensive for a sun cream. But it's factor 50, no nasty, long lasting. Oh, it's and the one it's one in a the turquoise bottle. Yes. Yes, I love that And it's, um, it's from Space NK. And I just think a couple of those packed in your bag for the children is a must have. Yep, 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 because yep. it's a l- fine spray. And then it it, it lasts for a long time and there's no nasty chemicals. So that is a must for me. Then for myself, I am absolutely in love with the Institute Estaderm. Have you ever tried that one? Mm. Now that comes with The one a, with one, one two sun. or three exactly. suns. I love that as well. So that you start using before you even go on holiday. I oh, didn't you know that. So that your skin is then prepared for the sun. So it gets uh. your skin ready. And there are actually, I mean, I used to do a lot of tanning back when I was in my 30s. I still do, guys. I still so do. I and my
3: face straight in the
2: sun, back to really? 50. I love it. So I tend not to for several reasons. First of all, I mean, unless we're with friends, um, with children, I find I'm on the beach nonstop playing bat and ball in the pool. I mean, there's just never a time to actually lie on a sunbed. Um, So I do something that I know you absolutely hate. And that is have a spray tan a couple of days before I go away. And there's several reasons I do that. Um, First of all is I don't really like tanning. And I find that being in the sun sometimes gives me pigmentation, um, which is really expensive and very difficult to get rid of. Second of all, I really don't enjoy getting really hot and sweaty anymore. I just don't like that feeling of feeling clammy. And um, it can sometimes actually give me a rash if I get really hot funny enough when we had that mini heat wave in Gloucestershire a couple of weekends ago when I was with the boys you've still got pretty good colour I've got a heat I got a heat rash oh did you yeah a savage one all over my body so I really can't take the heat so my top tip is and you're gonna hate it have a spray tan a couple of nights before you go away yeah Um, so uh, that's that's if you're up Sophie Street yeah but um, you know I have to say it gets it's like putting makeup all over your body gets rid of any areas you don't like yeah so you're 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 it's more flattering in your swimsuit yeah
3: but you know what plus you don't have to
2: sunbathe yeah but then you do need another one when you get back
3: I love sunbathing I think it's wonderful lying in the sun I love feeling feeling the sun going through my bones going through my cells it's something I really love that I need it I'm a Scandi I'm a Scandi through thick and thin I hate getting too hot we just love it and I never get I never get too hot even when Mm. we're in Dubai even when See, it is I get hot 38 just degrees, drinking
2: coffee,
3: <laughs> I just don't get hot, it's just ridiculous. Yeah, you're lucky, maybe because um, you're blonde. And then I've got a thing around going back to your spray tan the smell, mm. the smell, and and that's just a no, that's just It, a, no, me, that's just it a, is just it is one the straw that breaks big, the camel's back, horrible smell. Mm. And... I don't think it matters what brand you use. It's got a very distinctive, to me, it smells a little bit like burnt skin.
2: I mean, you have to be very careful with when you've had your spray tan. I'm extremely
3: sensitive in my nostrils. But you have
2: to be very careful because sometimes if you get hot in your spray tan, you get quite a smelly odour. So it's really important to keep yourself... I don't um, get hot. I'm, I'm See, on... I I get hot. You're making me itchy just thinking about it. <laughs> but you know what? I also think. I mean,
3: the chemicals that must be in these. Right. Well, some of them are completely natural. Right. Now. There's a so couple h- so on the market. So how do you get brown naturally? So a little sunshine inside. <laughs> no, but no. What is what what is that, it that so makes what, you go
2: brown? What with the tan?
3: Yeah. There's a natural pigmentation. There's a natural.
2: Um, what's it called? M- Melan. Mel- melatonin. Mel- something. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, and it lasts for the whole time you're there. I mean, obviously, yeah. if you're going in a chlorinating swimming pool, it does come off. Well,
3: this is going to be extremely interesting um, experiencing Sophie and I on our trip to St. <laughs> Lucia together because... Uh, well, I did it in Dubai. It'll be a totally antisocial experience. There will be Sophie sitting there far away under the
2: trees while I'm bang on no, I'll a chair be there in the you. middle of the sunshine. I'll, I'll be with my giant hat and a lot of yes, fact I love 50. it. And I'll sit there with... With a a fan.
3: hand fans <laughs> yeah. cooling you down. I love it. But
2: that sun cream, if you are tanning, and I do tan a little bit, is, is amazing. The Institute Esthederm, And it is expensive. It is investment. But I've had mine in my sun cream bag for probably about four years. And I haven't finished it. The same bottle. The same bottle. It's probably gone off now, hasn't it? Well, that is—that—that's that, um, <laughs> pretty disgusting. That depends how many times a <laughs> year you travel. <laughs> well, obviously not enough, yeah. clearly. <laughs> um, and obviously factor fifty on the face, and a, and always a sun hat for me because I got terrible pigmentation when I was pregnant so with did Harry. I, actually, and um, have you, you know, been on the pill before? Uh, yes I'd always been on the pill Because
3: they do say that once you go off the pill mm-hmm. And you go into the sun That's when you can get pigmentation And that yeah. is exactly and when, you're pregnant. when I got mine
2: Exactly and When, you're when pregnant. you go off the yeah. pill
3: because you're getting pregnant yeah. Or trying to get pregnant yeah, Or, and you're or are pregnant yeah, yeah, And yeah, yeah, I yeah, came yeah.
2: back with a black forehead Like literally a, a totally different colour That then would not go away I didn't only have that I also got the moustache Oh, yes, I had the massage too. I had these (laughs) brown splodges everywhere. It was just... It's horrible, isn't it? And then you have to laser it. But you tell me. So you had to do it through laser. You know what happened to me? I found... Some of it went quite naturally, but there was a little bit of lasering involved. I found the most incredible product
3: from Chanel Mm. of all brands. Chanel does a cream called Sublimage. Sublimage contains a fruit acid, and this completely resolved my pigmentation problems. And wow. I've never had it since. Gosh. But I also decided to never go back on the pill and never have anything with hormones put into my yeah. body.
2: So and that's really I've, protected me. Yes, and actually I, well, there's two things I don't do. I don't put my face in the sun and I don't um, take any form of hormones either. So yeah, it definitely helps. And the other thing which I absolutely live by is wearing a one piece, which I know you find um, hilarious. But I really feel that um, I've just got to a certain age where I just don't feel entirely comfortable wearing a bikini. And um, yeah, I'd rather be able to jump up and run around after the boys and not have everything sort of uh, on display. And there's some... Gorgeous swimwear out there. Um, my favourite ever swimsuit is the one that I've got, which is black, super flattering with a zip up the front, um, and that really is the best swimsuit I've ever invested in. I got it in the sale. It was quite expensive. I think out of the sale, it was three eighty from Biondi, um, which is just next door to Manolo's um, by the old uh, Kings, World's, Kings Road Cinema. Um, I got it half price in the sale and it's by far my favourite swimsuit. I actually... There's, they don't make them anymore and I was actually thinking of even doing a few, um, you know, having a few made up so that I can um, I can have a few more colours. So I absolutely
3: love Melissa Odabash, I've got to say, and I love her bikinis, I yeah. love her swimming so costumes. So you're a two-piece person. I still am a two-piece mm. person, although I, I did notice that... Um, when I was in Bahamas very recently, um, although I love the classic two-piece, um, I think it's wonderful. And I think we've still got a, a few more years to get away with it. I also wore some pieces from Adriana de Greas. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's a Brazilian Uh, great swimmer brazilian and you know what was amazing they do the bottoms that almost go up to your belly button and i've got to say that those two pieces i find so incredibly comfortable and i also find them very very flattering Flattering. because you know Mm what? when you've given birth to you know three children Mm -hmm. you will have or at least i do i do have a little bit of excess skin and i just find that in these bathing suits uh, and and uh, bikinis i find that it just it holds everything in mm. a little bit better i feel that as much as i love melissa Bash and i really do i feel that i just have to slightly pull in my tummy
2: i hate and tighten my... See, i want to relax yeah and no, of course you do and i i because i'm jumping up and down and you know running here with the children and yeah. getting this and yeah. somebody's lost that and yeah. somebody wants to play something yeah. i'm constantly getting up and down i don't yeah. want to have to grab my yeah, no, yeah yeah every yeah five yeah, yeah, minutes.
3: yeah and i don't actually I'm, I'm 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 okay with walking around but i do find myself you know occasionally just pulling Mm -hmm. my tummy in but i've got to say both adriana and Mm -hmm. melissa have the most incredible i'm gonna check
2: adriana out um
3: have have a look at this have the most incredible caftans and dresses etc etc that you would wear on top of your uh swimwear and i've got to say you know i'm still the kind of person where less is more i would prefer to buy one or two super high quality bikinis or bathing suits rather than than going for the slightly cheaper versions because I find that they just last regardless of how many times you wash them. I mean, I've got swimwear that I've had for the last 15 years and it Mm. still looks great on and same quality literally as it was when I bought it. Yeah. So I do think there's a lot to say about uh, nowadays. And I also think in terms of sustainability and in terms of uh, being responsible because I think we all have to play a great role now in the way the world is going and one thing is and I was made conscious uh, a little while back uh, about buying all of the very cheapest brands in the same Mm. way if anyone is ever to support the fake bag market. Uh, so, fake handbags and the very cheapest um, clothing brands uh, that people can get their hands on. A lot of these products are made in countries where it is children and slave labor under such hardcore uh, circumstances. And it really made mm, me, that's and I'm very of course sad. not talking about everyone, but you know, some of the, some of the, really uh, inexpensive brands. And I just felt that I can't...
2: justify. No,
3: absolutely not. And and I also think that we are living in a world and in a time where everything has been too mass produced for too long. And as a result of that, we're polluting our planet, we're polluting our oceans, we're polluting our world. And I think we all need to start becoming more and more conscious and aware and every little helps and every individual needs to think about it. And so, you know, for me, and I've been going like this for the last many years, actually where I don't buy very much, but what I do buy, I buy as high a quality as I can afford, because one, it lasts longer, and two, it's probably been made under very humane circumstances, which really matters to me, and thirdly, if and when I don't like it anymore... It can either be resold secondhand, given to a charity because someone else will want it, or a very interesting meeting I had a couple of days ago was with um, this wonderful woman, Tina Lake, who has started a business where she rents out your loved designer clothes. Because the fact of the matter is, is that um, I'm sure... A lot of you ladies out there would agree that we do all have things in our wardrobe that we cannot let go of because we love them, yet we don't wear it so often. And she set up this lovely business whereby you can rent a pre-owned designer clever. clothes. And it's very, very clever. Yeah. And again, it's all
2: within this wonderful philosophy of preserving. Yep. Well, I've got another tip. If you haven't got a huge budget, um, which lots of us don't, and especially if you're flashing out on your travel and you've really taken the family somewhere special and you can't really afford your amazing kaftan, um, then I've got a little trick for you as well. But don't buy anything. Take one thing with you and buy locally because then you're supporting the local business. You take your cash with you so you could do some bartering, which is always fun when you're on holiday oh I love that and actually safe. last time I was in India which was a very very long time ago um I went before I had my children and I went to an Ayurvedic spa which I would highly recommend if you've got some time on your own um Sally and I you met my girlfriend Sally um took some time out and we went to this beautiful Ayurvedic center in oh, Kerala and And we were supposed to be in the spa all day getting treatments and whipped and smacked and slapped around by the Ayurvedic oil masseuses. And it was quite an intense program. And you ate the Ayurvedic food. We felt amazing afterwards. But halfway through the afternoon, we'd always disappear down to the beach. And we ended up meeting um, this lovely, lovely sarong seller who, first of all, bought one sarong to the beach, which I have to be honest, wasn't my favourite choice. But, you know, we felt we should support him because he'd seen us coming down to the beach. Anyway, by the end of the week, he'd brought his entire family down and we had the whole selection of caftans presented to us. Of course, Sally and I felt obliged Mm. to sort of buy most of them. I came back with a whole suitcase full of caftans and actually I've still got some of them. Oh, I love that. And we, even to the point we exchanged numbers. And when I got back to the UK... About four weeks later, when Kerala was a distant memory, and I was sitting at my desk, a very strange piece of airmail arrived, very shredded, very ripped up. And I thought, this is odd. I, I, I forgot completely that I'd given him my business card. And I said, should you need oh, anything wow. in the future, um, you know, do let me know. And this beautifully handwritten, very long letter about how we changed his life and the life of his family. And what an absolute pleasure it was to spend every day with us on that beach. I, I've never felt so moved How wonderful. by anything in yeah. my life. And I was so happy that we'd managed to support this, you know, little local person who was hand-making and selling his sarong. So if you don't have a huge budget and you're heading off to Spain or France or Italy, don't forget that there are lots of little local seaside towns. And somebody there will be hand-making their sarongs and their caftans well, and jewelry. Else, and you can buy a piece there, and that memory yeah. will last forever. 100%. When you pack your suitcase to go on your next holiday and you pack that kaftan from India, that will give you a little smile yeah, and, a no, little remem- and a little memory of your holiday. 100%. And I also think that, you know, if
3: you are lucky enough to be going to places like India or Asia, I've spent a lot of time both in Bali and in Thailand, two places that I really love. Um, It's really worth almost going with an empty suitcase because the textiles, the fabrics, um, what you can create out there is Mm. really quite amazing. It is amazing. There's such talented
2: people who create such beauty. Actually, reminds me, when I was in Singapore with with the first boyfriend that I've ever had and travelled with, we stopped by... Singapore on our way to Malaysia, to Langkawi, which is another hotspot that I would highly recommend. Uh, the Datai in Langkawi is one of the most magical places I've ever been. And on the way there, um, we had a suit made each in Singapore. It was made in 12 hours, tailor-made, fitted to us. I had a a skirt with a long jacket, which wasn't very... Um, sort of known at the time but I came back to London with this immaculately made beautifully fitted suit which had cost me 30 pounds. Wow, well there you go. Right? And you know and he came back with a full three-piece suit. I wow. mean so it is amazing. Do yeah, explore. It is amazing, it is yeah. amazing.
3: I also remember when I was in um, in Bali um, the little tiny shops um, Well, I was staying in Seminyak. Oh yeah. You, there were a couple of streets with these very little very chic boutique-y places and I've got to say I I think I ended up buying probably 10 dresses and you know a dress is no more than like 20 pounds but they you would buy it in Harrods for 200 pounds probably and they are so pretty and exquisite exquisite and super classic and I still have
2: some yeah. to this day. I bought those when I was on my honeymoon in Bali. And I still have my honeymoon sandals that oh, I bought, it. which were handmade leather sandals. Mm. And my honeymoon kaftan, which I bought. And I'll always remember that time of as course. being a, an amazing yeah. holiday in Bali.
3: Yeah, You've got my to my bring little, that to, uh, you know, a little special. Yeah, I want to see that. Because the thing is also, when you buy stuff when you're away, there's just something, you know, there's something so incredibly magical about... Uh, bringing it home mm. and the memories that you have. For example, um we're sitting in my kitchen at the moment and I've got these cute little I've got um um a hen and a guinea fowl I love made those. in um uh, what do you call it? Um clay, clay exactly. Yeah. And I remember so clearly They. I found those probably 15 years ago in a wonderful little restaurant in Provence. I was having lunch with wonderful friends and this this hen and this skinny fowl were <laughs> they started talking to me in this restaurant, literally, and I managed to persuade the owner to sell them to me. And <laughs> Only you. Know, you. It, it, it's yeah. funny with those little things yeah. that you have.
2: You know. I know. I bought some chickens in Italy in Tuscany once, not real ones, little ones to put your tea and your sugar. Yes. And they still sit on my worktop, you know, clucking away at me in the morning.
3: And look at that wonderful bowl there. That yeah. wonderful bowl there. It's a huge, big um, White pasta bowl. bowl. Beautiful. Um, that has tiny little lemons hand-painted on the inside. That came from town you know as you walk from the top down to the Mm. bottom they have a lot of these little ceramic shops that came from there and I just I absolutely love it and I love in the summer cooking and using it and remembering walking down that wonderful street with all those little boutiques it just it reminds you of those special memories take that teapot over there that's from Bali (laughs) and every time I have tea in that teapot it just takes you back yeah it really
2: does well I really does getting back onto our little tucked away places I mean Mm. there are certain places that I used to go before I had children which were the places that you go to when you don't have children they're Mm -hmm. either very romantic or you have to to, you know the modes of transport to get there are a complete pain in the neck so you don't really want to schlep children around with you but i have to say capri was one of my most favorite places um I to agree. travel around and i would love to take the boys there but it's jolly expensive where did you go in capri um where we did stayed you stay? at the siren is that in positano that's in positano, in positano. that is my okay. favorite place so i went with two la- girlfriends Le for, with two girlfriends from la we stayed for two <gasps> nights in capri and two nights in positano at the I mean, it was, and, it was and we all from shared the a room and
3: down to the water. That I bought this one. Yeah, so, I love that. So have you ever tasted better tomatoes?
2: Never for so, breakfast. Can I just say though, when we were three of us, mm-hmm. we my girlfriends flew in from LA. They wanted to see Europe, and we all set off to uh, to Capri. And when we checked in at the hotel, they said. Um, there were three of you sharing a double room and we were like yes yes that's fine we're you know we're sisters and they were really fussy about three people sharing a room they were trying to make us book another room obviously we didn't want to book no, another of course room So we wanted to and it you three should ways. be allowed to because i ended up doing it but a room with my two there are kids. quite clever ways of, of of doing things that you can't really afford but you want to experience yes. and so because you know
3: what two girlfriends share a double bed and you have an extra bed
2: yeah, made up exactly and that's I've done with the boys a lot is sharing a room with lots of us but
3: I've got to say Le Serenusé in Positano for me is also one of the most romantic places yeah. you can ever go with someone mm. you love surprising a girlfriend for a weekend or you know even going with with even taking your parents yeah um, but it's very very special and, and I'm Lake a really Comos big foodie like and I've that. got to tell you guys I'm not normally a huge buffet fan but at Le Serenuse, they do do a buffet and they have maybe 10 different kinds of mozzarellas in small balls in big balls in medium balls smoked (laughs) balls dry balls every single kind of balls balls, (laughs) every kind of ball of mozzarella Uh, you could possibly imagine with five variations of cherry tomatoes but these tomatoes tomatoes are as sweet as strawberries the flavor is quite remarkable and another thing that blows my mind is the pink melon Um, the candeloup melon with the parma ham I mean oh my gosh I'm actually tasting that now that is also
2: a must to bring back to England we need to do the um, a trip to Italy and bring back loads of parma ham Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. But actually, I'm talking about traveling with the children, which is probably quite relevant to our listeners. Finding places that you feel really safe and really secure is is a must for me. So France and Italy and America, actually, three of my top destinations with the boys. First of all, it's, you know everybody loves children in those countries it's very easy to get to you kind of know what you're getting um, there's still a lot of exploring to do which obviously when you travel you do want to do a little bit of exploring because it is important to broaden your horizons, horizons. and show the children new exciting places mm. and different things mm. you don't just want to be in Disney World or no
3: and I also think so <coughs> that it's really important to go and see some of the wonders of the world I agree with you um, and historically important things and I remember a trip I did with my children to Athens and by Mm -hmm. the way I've got to say that Greece is one of my favorite countries in the world actually I forgot Greece Greece Um, is Um, and I love the islands but I've got to say that I also really really love Athens and we've loved staying at a place called the Astia Palace which is about 45 minutes from the airport once you get to Athens Mm -hmm. and um, in the most beautiful little bay with the cleanest water I have ever been in whether you're on the islands or whether you are on the mainland, the water in Greece is just incredible, yes, and the, the water food is magical. The food it? is so heavenly, mm. and then I've got to say, it really does touch me deeply, and also my children. We went and saw the Acropolis, wow. which you know it, 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 it's such an extraordinary I'd love sight, to take and Harry it's, there. Mm. I, I almost get emotional when I see things like this because the thing that man have been able to create through time is is almost beyond incomprehensible. This structure is so vast and how they were able to hand make all of this, you know, a couple of thousand years ago is just quite yeah, extraordinary. Mind-blowing. It is mm. mind blowing. And I think it's such an inspiring thing also to show children what human beings have been able to do and that, you know, the sky's the limit. Well, that's And actually I think, a think by taking yeah. children and showing them parts of the world, instead of us being buried in iPads and iPhones mm. and and entertainment for that matter you know it's really important to go out there and, and show yeah. children what's possible and start inspiring their little minds yeah i and mean
2: start them dreaming my my children are their number one adventure is to go around a castle <laughs> preferably a ruin and so wherever we go wherever whether it's scotland devon Denmark, wherever it might let's be, let's bring them. Um, it's it's all about you having guys are coming a for a week the castle and this really summer. feeling through those yeah. walls yeah. the history and the things that have happened there. And I always, you know, I do look it up on Google. I do look at the history. I do buy the books at the gift shop, and I we really submerge ourselves and take ourselves back to the time when perhaps a, you know a warship was coming in from out of seas and you know out to out to sea, and the cannons would fire and. You know, my boys and I just love it. And you don't have to go further afield than our English coastline for that. But there's yeah, amazing Yeah, you mentioned that. Person. And I
3: love how much you love your yeah, country. Yeah, and
2: there's, I love I love going on holiday in this country. It's the most stress-free. The weather's not always amazing. But in the summer, you're pretty much guaranteed a good week. Um, but if you haven't done the English coastline and Scotland, it's so worth doing with the children. I'm all about hassle, stress-free travelling with them that's not going to break the bank.
3: Do you remember um, when we went to visit Tudor? Uh, Montague, yes, that's on the coastline. Yes, right? and that coastline that is
2: epic. Yeah, and Beautiful. I've got to say, do you remember
3: when we went for that lunch and we had that fish and chips? Oh, it was amazing. I am dreaming about this little place. I know. Well, we should go there. And it was so unbelievable. First of all, we stayed at the yeah. cutest little hotel ever. What was it called again? The the something house. Yes.
2: Right. We'll look that up and we'll. But let what you was know. amazing
3: was Julie Montague took us to a pub actually, that was slightly risen up, Mm. I remember, slightly on the hill, On the top of a cliff. Yeah. And they are renowned for their fish and chips. I still, not being a huge fish and chips fan, uh, to the point that I've actually never tried it in my entire life, I've just never been inspired to want to taste it. But here I thought, okay, this has been reputedly uh, known as having the best fish and chips, like, for a decade. So I'm absolutely going to have it. I was blown yeah. away. But it's it the was setting crunchy as well. on yeah. the outside. It was soft, yeah. not overdone on the inside. It was so fresh that it yeah. didn't taste of fish. It felt like it just the been The mushy caught. peas were completely yeah. fresh as well. Yeah. The tartar sauce with the chips, with a bit of vinegar, and the and the chips weren't soggy because they were crispy on the outside, and somehow the vinegar didn't make them soggy. And yeah.
2: It, oh was a, it was my a taste gosh. sensation. How many and years ago is it this? On the Four, or top five years ago, and I'm still dreaming of it. Yeah, well, we should take the boys back because that do coastline, is, coastline is absolutely beautiful We've as, do it. We've as well. We've got to but do it. But Devon's also amazing. Sulcombe and Devon, where I spent a lot of my childhood. Absolutely magical. Going out on those little boats. Tresco in the Scilly Isles magical place it's like the Mustique of England oh my gosh it is gosh. absolutely breathtakingly beautiful I would beautiful. love to go there with you you rent a little cottage on the seafront you get up in the morning put your wetsuit on well I don't but the children do um, I'm in my jumper and shorts that, that is a part and, of England I've never seen and you're I've out in seen. the sea all day crabbing rock pooling oh, going out on little boats heaven. island hopping same in Scotland same this? in Devon it honestly for me is the most relaxing holiday I've just booked him with some friends in um, August to go to Cornwall, which I'm more excited about Cornwall than I am the south of France. Maybe
3: Nigel and I will come and join you there. Yeah. Maybe we'll do that. That would be wonderful. Another place that I think is a must see on everyone's uh, bucket list. Actually, can trappy. I just
2: mention one hotel, which is amazing yeah. for children? Yeah. The South Sands in Solcombe. It is it is quite expensive, but it's right on the beach. And you've got the Winking Shrimp or the Winking Prawn. I can't remember what it's called. The most amazing crab shack slash seafood restaurant on the beach. And it's a short walk to Solcombe Town Centre. Perfect location with kids. That's one of my must-haves. And the same in Tresco, um there's only one hotel there but there's a lot of holiday lets which you can do online so again book in early summer gets really really booked up with these places sorry go back to you so I also think because I'm someone who during
3: the summer I want some guaranteed sun and heat and as much as I love England and Denmark for that matter it's not always that you can be guaranteed to have Mm. the good weather so I always try and do at least one or two weeks with my children where I know I have Guaranteed. Literally 99.9% yeah. chance of sun and Greece being one of the places that we love, but I've got to say Turkey for I me love Turkey. is also yeah. such a hidden gem. We mm. really love going to Bodrum. Again, the water is crystal clean. Yeah. It is so beautiful. The food is mind-blowing. And I do think that everyone is able to find something to suit their budget, yeah. um, to suit whether or not they're young, old, to suit whether they have or do not have children. I
2: really recommend going to Bodrum. Yeah, I agree with you. Bodrum and actually lots of places in Turkey are amazing. Oh, and East Istanbul. Very, Istanbul is a must. Very cost-effective as well. Um, the other place which is good, which is un, sort of slightly untalked about, is Cyprus. My parents used to take us there for so much good stuff. Really good with children, easy to get to, um, not too bad on the old budget. And, um, yeah, it sort of makes sense to uh, to go for some guaranteed um, summer sun there. Yeah. Um, and then, obviously, Ibiza, one of my old favourites. I used to go there a lot pre-children. And um, there's some amazing thinkers to rent in Ibiza, which are great with the children. Um, it's all about just hippie, relaxed way of life mm. there. It's got a lovely vibe. Um, so that's another firm favourite um and where else where else is good in europe where have you been recently that you've really enjoyed i mean mystique is Well, an another thing favorite. that i really love i love uh during the summer um
3: to be on the water so yeah. you know boating whether you boat the italian coast mm. or the french riviera i just think it's so wonderful being at sea hopping in to various towns yeah. or islands eating a little bit of delicious food and then getting back on a boat. I think it's just such a luxurious way of seeing the world. As my father would call it, his floating hotel room, uh, my dear beloved father, would be one of these people who loved, he would even go on a cruise for six months. You know, yeah. they, they they would literally pack up and go. Really? And Amazing. the luggage would be sent ahead. It would all be unpacked by the time they boarded the boat. Um, and he's seen the world multiple times this way. And I've got to say, I do like myself... Um, yeah. I've uh, uh, never turned down a yachting baking. holiday.
2: I've never taken the boys actually. Um apart from I'm just slightly worried about security and safety, not security, but the children falling off in the in the water without me realizing. That's kind of my um paranoia on a boat but now they're older yeah. i think they're at the right age yeah. for, for going so if anybody wants to invite me on their yacht i'm definitely up for it <laughs> i'll second that
3: one my <laughs> darling so i will definitely do that <laughs> guys it was so nice to have your company once again sophie and i absolutely love recording our podcast it really is a highlight for both of us. We love your enthusiasm and your engagement. Keep the subjects coming. We love hearing from you
2: and wish you a great remainder of the day. Happy, happy days. And, and let's get booking our next holiday, please. Let's do it. Let's do it. Hold
1: up.